Welcome to the Green with Envy podcast. I am your host, Lerato Moja. You know that saying, you can't fill from an empty cup? Well, at the rate we are consuming our natural resources, Mother Nature's cup is on her last drops. This podcast aims to remind us of the simple things we can do to get her back on her feet. Join me as I chat to my friends, old and new, on the simple things we can do to protect and preserve our environment. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Green with Environment podcast. Yes, Green with Envy for short. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, welcome to the family. Please share the link um, with your friends and family so we can grow this family. You know, I started this podcast to educate people that it is not that difficult to um, live sustainably and it takes, you know, small actions and that will make us, that will make Mother Nature uh, very thankful, you know, for, for what we're doing and how we're helping her recover. And my guest today went all the way in, okay, but she'll tell us more about it. Um, I have the CEO of Medili Marang um, Farm, Ilebukhile Mashokwe Siletisha. Please correct your names, please. Hey? <laughs> Siletisha. Oh, Siletisha. Okay. Welcome to the Green with Environment podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so glad I'm here. Yeah. Thank you for um, joining me. I invited you to the podcast because, you know, when I started the platform, um, and if this, if Green with Envy had to have a campaign, you would be the face of Green with Envy because, um, what you are doing now and how you transitioned, you know, but we'll speak about it, how you transitioned to where you are now speaks to um what Green with Envy is all about. So you embody Green with Envy. So thank you again for making the time and joining me today. Thank you so much for such a warm welcome. And I'm really pleased that I can actually sit and talk about things that really, really excite me, right? Yeah. So sustainable living is something that I've been interested in for a while. But the fact that I'm actually now um, on a small holding and, and, and applying all those things that I've been learning on YouTube and whatever has been really, really an eye-opener. So thank you for having us. All right. So, yes, you just said thank you for having us. Um, you come along with um, <laughs> hubby and partner in, you know, life and how you're living life right now. So as an introduction, maybe just um, introduce yourself and just tell us, you know, what what you're all about and how you are now living sustainably. Okay. So um, what happened with me was that as I was growing up, right, my mother and grandmother were always growing food. Um, it has always been something that I saw happening as I was growing up. But I, I, I mean, I was a child. I just thought, you know, this is something that they just do for whatever their reasons, right? And um, and as I grew up, I obviously moved out of home, and then, and then I moved into flats and whatever. But I always felt like I, I there was something that I just wasn't, you know, it was missing from my life. And it was weird that it was only when I moved into a place that had a garden that I realized that this is actually what I want to do. I, I've been missing 
looking after the you know, looking after the plants you know just just participating in um in growing up the food so um so that's basically how i started i mean i was just working like everybody else in corporate uh having a small garden but when i started growing i was astounded by the amount of food i was actually able to grow in a very small space so i grew quite a lot of vegetables um i'm talking onions i'm talking tomatoes um all the herbs um that you would normally have i mean your dill your basil your your um coriander i grew um cabbages which i never thought was possible in a small space i grew cabbages i grew even um bananas right i grew nectarines i grew guavas i mean if you ever saw the space of my garden you would actually realize how ridiculous all of this is because <clears throat> because I think I think I was lucky enough because at the time when I started growing, the ground was already right, right? Yes. So I didn't really have much of anything to prepare it. So it it boosted my 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 confidence, the knowledge that it's actually possible for me to grow. Mm. So when I started growing, I, I grew in a small place and it was quite fruitful and everything everything was great and and it, it it made me realize that I'm actually able to do this thing and you know um later on um if I if I can just go on into my whole history about how I landed up yes, I might as well just do. Do, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so later on um my 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 neighbor my neighbor built a double story house right mm -hmm. and it was totally devastating to my little garden because now Remember, with the little information and knowledge that I had, I was I I always now wanted to repeat the same crops that I had been growing, right? Forgetting yes. that the crops that I had grown had full sun um all the time, and now things have changed. But I wasn't aware that things have changed. It doesn't mean that I can no longer grow. I could have probably grown something different, but yeah. at the time I didn't know it. So it was devastating for me. It was soul destroying. My dream was gone. I was ah. Uh, as miserable right mm -hmm. and then I remember a day when I thought to myself you know what um <clears throat> it's not healthy for me to be so angry about the situation that I live in because this is my home this is where I spend most of my time I can't you know I can't always just come home and see this wall and just like lose my my happiness so what then happened <laughs> I'm mad it takes so much energy to be mad all the exactly. time right uh, so, and I remember I was working in my garden the one day and I was looking at this wall and I was thinking to myself, wait a minute, perhaps I'm being a little selfish. What if these people have always wanted to do this? What if they've always wanted to have this, right? And yes. now they have it. And now I'm here. And just because it doesn't, it doesn't gel with what I want and, 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 and we are, we are, we are unable to coexist it makes it it makes it it makes it seem like their dream should be should be diminished it didn't make sense yeah fortunately very soon thereafter i met their work during yes. covid yeah in the wrong possible ways i met him and <clears throat> when we got to know each other we actually discovered that we both want to grow food amazing at that point plans it was amazing we started making plans and then we found a space in ranfontein where we're able to have a two um a two hectare small holding where we're now able to start growing food 
So Tebukho, I'm going to give Tebukho an opportunity to introduce himself and let us know about his sustainability journey because our arrival here was the beginning of Midilimarang Farm. So I need for him to just come in and let us know how he started growing and his whole history around it. Ah, yes, I'm excited. Tebukho, please tell us your side of the story because I'm already excited. I'm just like, yay! <laughs> We are about to learn a lot today. <laughs> hi, how are you? hi, hi. How are you, I'm all right in yourself. Uh, no, nice to meet you virtually. Nice to meet you, Lahata. Yeah, uh, but um, I'll, I'll come visit the farm soon, so we'll meet. We need you too. Yes. <laughs> nice. Um, nice to host you. I love hosting, so. Thank you. I've Very already accepted. Like, invitation accepted. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think our stories are literally the same. Um, there's actually what do we call um tomatoes? Yeah, that we call Masli Tisha, which is my mother, my late mother. Oh, um, that wow. we got from her, and they 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 just grow wild um, in this place. In this place, they just grow wild. They go wild. Um, they just get. Um, totaled down by my cow and goats every single time. <laughs> so they always find a way to get in there. They've broken everything that I've tried to block them not to go there. Mm. But um, we call them Maslitish because my mother always grew something. Like my mom had a small little garden at the back mm -hmm. and she always grew something spinach. Um, tomatoes, whatever. She always loved it. I yeah. took it from her. Even our lingana comes from her. Oh, garden. even lingana, yeah, lingana that we have came from her garden. Um, so we took a couple of stuff from her garden while we were living in the city. Yeah. And to grow. Um, like a little background. I'm more sales and marketing and everything else guy who studied IT um, and then eventually for some odd reason I hated Midland but I ended up in Midland and then <laughs> while I was in Midland um, a friend of mine had a place that I rented out which I actually started growing oh I only found out later when my mom came to come visit me that the place I was growing in it was you see the the suitcase is a khalet, a tsipi. Eh, hey, I see those. I used, yeah, I used to call it the million is a kiriri. Hey, <laughs> I see those. I know exactly what you're talking about. Just, I did not know that it used to actually be my grandfather's case that he used to travel with. Wow. And I was growing with, and my mom, when my mom came to visit, she was with her sister. And she's like, do you see what that is? And she's like, what is this? Like, okay, okay. The suitcase. Suitcase, yeah, papa. Hmm. I was like, you didn't tell me this before. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so wow. I started, like, I was on the third floor, but I started growing in that. I actually went and bought compost, and then I had a small garden in there growing that. In the suitcase. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I started growing in the suitcase, and then a couple of, yeah, or whatever, later, 
I moved out of that because I was tired of going up and down the stairs. I was like, you know what, this thing of going up the stairs, I need a small garden. So I moved to a place where they actually had grapes growing, which were not growing when I moved in and they were totally messed up. So I t decided to also grow a garden. Um, couple of months later, during COVID, whatever, I, when I met Kels, when she came to visit me, I had completely removed, there was grass, but it was not nice grass. So mm. I had completely removed all the grass. And then when she came to visit me, she's like, what are you doing here? I'm like, I'm growing grass. She's like, you are white. And I'm like, I am growing grass from seed. Mm -hmm. So nobody, he's like, you've got that, like, we go buy, we, we go buy grass and then just patch it on top. Exactly, because that's what I do. I grow it from seed. From I'm seed, like, yeah. <laughs> And if I think, if I remember correctly, the first bouquet you ever gave me was spinach yeah. that you grew. Oh, yes. stop it. Which should be a picture too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I was growing spinach. Um, I had put back together the grape tree there. Um, as well. And coriander. Mm. And then rice, mm. which... I think what it, it takes about four or five months to actually grow to come together, but you need to keep on nurturing it slowly, mm -hmm. you know, um, filling in the patches and whatever. But eventually, it grew like I had grass. But what I do is like, I'm like, um, this is a when she met me or when we met mm -hmm. during all of that, um, it was a matter of I was doing that and she looked at me like I was crazy, first of all, for growing grass. And, but she loved the idea that I'm willing to wait for something to grow. Um. You know? So that's, that's literally a highlight of me and our journey. Um, I love growing things. Yeah. Um, but I love growing them from in in the most natural way like i don't wanna i don't like taking shortcuts to having something like yeah. if it's I'm gonna grow grass i'm gonna go buy seeds and grow grass because i know i'm gonna scratch I, I started from scratch i started from scratch so yeah, that's my that's, little bit of background that's the story of us Wow, that's an amazing story. And I mean, you caught me at uh, your first bunch was spinach. <laughs> Just to show yeah, how, yeah. how you guys actually got each other. And that was your connection, you know, and it speaks mm -hmm. a lot to to the type of love that ended up growing from, you know, the seeds that you you both planted. Um, I love that story. Um, I actually am going to call myself that I don't have green fingers. But um, Gilly says it's not that you don't have green fingers. It's it's the things that you must do around you to get either the ground ready. Like Demoko said, it takes five months to grow grass and you have to have the patience and, you know, patching the different spots that are not growing properly. And obviously there's the watering and obviously the environment also has to give rise to that. So for a person like me who also has a small garden, 
but my plants don't seem to grow or maybe I'm 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 very impatient what what advice can you give me you know for or someone who's like staying at, on a first floor um apartment but they want to grow something like where where do we start okay so um Demko did that in a suitcase right i did that in a suitcase <laughs> <laughs> I think we've already given the, the first possible option. Yes. But what you put in, what you put in suitcase is okay. a mixture of compost and soil. Yeah. Also, you need to look at what you're trying to grow. Um, what I was growing in the suitcase or something, it was stuff that did not require too much light. Oh, because we, the complex I was in, um, the only place I could put it is on my balcony, and my balcony was facing literally north, where literally I get sun a little bit in the afternoon, and that's it. So I had to pick what I grow, um, and it's actually stuff that man, I grew more. Actually, it was more herbs that I grew there because the sun factor plays a role. But they don't yeah. require full sun. Um, but the what they they actually need more water than anything else. You know. Yeah. So that's how I started. with the grass. How I was growing the grass. Also, I had to go look to say, okay, cool. I wanna have a garden. I wanna have a patch where I could. Just, we could. I love being outside. So I wanna have my Sundays on the lawn and having a braai and all of that. So I had to go look for seeds that grow um, half sun, half shade. So they, because where I was also, um, there was not enough sun, but afternoons um, between midday and end of the day, there was more sun. Yeah. I think to add to that, um, we also forget that you can plant in containers, right? Mm. Um, especially if you don't necessarily have a garden. You, you are able to plant in your containers on a first floor garden. So you can use pot plants that we normally have, or you could use recycled uh, plastic um, plastic containers. You know, the ones that are five liters of water, those yes. things. Um, there are many different um, creative ways that you're actually able to grow in a small space, but just make sure that your, your soil is fine. And if your soil is fine, you can make sure that and to know that your soil is fine, the best way to do it is to just try growing something, right? But yeah. also be realistic about what you're growing. So we can't, we you you can't grow something that that that's only supposed to show up in a month's time, and then and and keep looking at it every day to say, you know, why is it not coming up? Why is it not coming up? Why is it not? Because I mean, sometimes why it's just, does it sound like me? <laughs> yeah, it's just it's just anxiety. You know? sometimes yeah. you. Yeah, just just as long as you know that your soil is good and you're planting in the right season and the sun space, the, the 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 positioning of the sun and you're watering it as you are able to grow pretty much anything. So um I don't I don't think you should ever, 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 ever after this podcast today, episode specifically, don't <laughs> ever say you don't have green fingers. Just say you probably haven't been planting right or you probably didn't have yeah. the right 
you know there could be it could be anything but if all those were all those things like i said to you when i started growing in my place i didn't even do soil preparation i didn't know anything about that stuff i just threw some seeds in there they grew i had confidence right it yes. doesn't mean it just means that i probably had decent soil to start with so your experience could be slightly different. You might just have soil that requires a bit of work. And that yeah. work could be you add compost, like Jose said, you add compost, you mix it up, you water it for a bit, you give it some time to get together and know each other. You know, yes. you can't also and acquaint each other. Exactly. <laughs> we, we, we could actually go and say uh, 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 plantings like Mjola. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> So to rehabilitate the soil that we have, uh, we use sawdust, right? Uh -huh. We had sawdust from the soil, we put it on, we put a lot of water, and then, because the first time we tried to grow, it didn't, it didn't grow, grow anything. right? Anything. In fact, the only place that grew was the parts where the, the, the goats, goats were eating. eating. Wow. Okay, so... so... It's a, yeah, it's a blend of a couple of things. You must make sure that you have um the right soil. You must make sure that you are your seeds um are decent seeds. And generally, I mean, like I think that if you enjoyed the tomato that you just ate, good chance that there's a good tomato there. Um, mm -hmm. and and then if you look inside your food, the amount of seeds that you get in one serving is shocking. Yes. It's 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 a, it's a lot, right? And and to think that each one of those seeds is a potential plant that has so many that's going to give you so many other fruit. It's you you then realize just how important it is to try save your seeds because every seed that you throw is a potential plant that could give you food. Yeah, and funniest thing. Yeah, we go ahead. Friends, we were with our other friends today that literally we were showing that guys everything that we eat we harvest the seeds the seeds everything mm. everything and they've been literally on the farm way longer than us yes but it's information it's that information you that you learn and you share and, you, share, you, start and using. you start using and they're like are you serious they're like yeah he's like there's a boy of mine he's like you do it and then we like we harvest every seed that we do Every single seed. If we eat something that has seeds in it, and we, we have enjoy it. it. Uh, yeah, we don't, we don't, we don't save the seeds of the, the stuff that doesn't taste. Yeah, good. yeah. If we <laughs> ah, I see. Yes, because there's also that that um, you know, when some foods you buy some foods and they have zero seeds, and you're just like, but okay, where do you come from, How child? <laughs> How was this you know, grown? Wonder, precisely it makes you wonder what we've been eating you exactly. know and we've gotten so used to it that sometimes you actually seek out the stuff with without the seeds yes. because it, 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 yeah it's been made fashionable you know that this is seedless and you're thinking um now that i now that we're growing and you 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 now you you look at the, the the whole cycle of, of a plant is going to grow and it's going to give you a seed and then you're supposed to put that seed back into the soil and then that seed is supposed to give you more food. Then you ask yourself, so what's the what's the agenda behind Exactly, right? Then you start thinking about, um, are we going to get to a place where a seed costs like a thousand rand, like one seed, because now we've yeah. run out of seeds and we don't have seeds this anymore my, because food has no seeds. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's a bit scary. 
Yeah, it's a bit scary, you know, yeah, because mine once they're becoming they're becoming seedless. I mean, I I saw a seedless uh, watermelon. Watermelon is nothing but seed. <laughs> but recently, <laughs> I've started seeing seedless watermelons, and I'm thinking, what what are we doing? Yeah, because actually, that's my eating? that's my favorite fruit, and what I, the part of me enjoying eating a watermelon is, I'll buy a whole watermelon, I'll cut it up, and it will take me an hour to scoop out the seeds. And then I'll have it packaged in like, you know, decaptini and then you sit back and enjoy it, you know, but I know that process of removing seeds. So when I see one without seeds, I'm just like, no, it even doesn't taste the same. It doesn't. Food doesn't, doesn't taste, taste the same, you know. Yeah. yeah. So once you start growing your food, you'll actually realize that um, food has much better flavor mm. when, 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 when it's been grown um and 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 you and you've seen this thing start from nothing and sprout and then it becomes you know you put your compost and then you 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 uh, what is that thing that you you prune them and then eventually you get your you you get your you get your food like tomatoes for instance the yeah. tomatoes that we grow have been so beautiful right um we had a patch I think with um I can't remember what was going on but we seem to have run out of tomatoes um the others we were still waiting for them to ripen and then there was like a week or, or two where we didn't have tomatoes and then we had to we wanted to cook something and then we went and bought tomatoes they tasted so different different oh, yeah, yeah and so and another thing is that um now that you mentioned that you know you have your own tomatoes you cut it up you take out those seeds and you can throw them back into earth I mean that's how that's how nature works. Like we we're not supposed to lack or run out of things because um God designed it in a way that it will always give birth, give back. And you know, I always say nature will nurture you, you know. So um we shouldn't now live in that uh, uh way where we just like throw away everything because there's so many things that Basically, nature just tells us, just recycle. You'll get more from this. Don't throw it away. You'll get more from this. So what has been your experience with that, with nature just giving back to you? So um, seeds, right? Yeah. Just like you said, with every, with every fruit or vegetable that we, that we grow or eat, there's seeds that you can mm -hmm. take. You have your soil that nature is giving to be able to grow. If that soil is not so great, you're also able to rehabilitate your soil, put some compost in it, put some water, and then you know that your soil will be in a decent condition. Right? You mm. also get your water from um, from nature. There's rain. So even There's people, rain. I mean, I know people who grow food and have not even a tap close to their food, but you yeah. should see the size of the pumpkins that they grow because they purely depend on rainfall yes yeah so they know that it in this in this time um that's when we're going to get the most rainfall and these mm -hmm. are the seeds that grow in that time and then they plant accordingly so i think one of the things that we don't do enough um and and then there's many reasons why we don't do it enough uh the convenience of being able to go to you know a shop around yeah. the corner and buy things and whatever but what we don't do enough is to is to get in touch and, and and get to know our environment enough to know that 
this is when we're going to get rains. If I don't mm -hmm. want to use too much water, this is when I should start growing. Also, at the same time, I can't just grow anything I like. I need to grow something that's going to grow in that time, in that, in that season. season. Yeah. Because, yeah, because nature self-regulates. It gives you the soil, it gives you the, it gives you the everything. It literally gives you everything to have the food that you need. It, it, it still surprises and, well, not always. I mean, there are times when I'm actually aware, but it still disturbs me when I see someone who has a yard and they're not growing anything in it and mm -hmm. they buy everything. Because I'm just like, just just try, you know, something. Just try what? Something. <laughs> just try. Yes, just try. If the, if the pumpkin doesn't work, maybe your garden is great for spinach. Um, yeah, okay. Um, the, <laughs> one of the things I do, um, it's I, I randomly throw seeds around there to see where the most fertile soil that grows stuff. Oh, wow. So I'll have bountiful of sunflower seeds, mm. and then I literally will just walk around the yard and just throw them everywhere. Um, you get a tomato seeds and whatever. I'll just go around and just like just to say, okay, cool. I've got this. So you don't necessarily place. dig them in. You just throw them. No, no, no. I throw them on top. I yeah. I throw them like a tomato. Literally, you can throw it out, and and it will set. It will decompose if the chickens did not eat it yeah. and then go inside and then you have a um a tomato tree in a couple of weeks now there's a tomato tree growing there yeah. um there's actually a tomato tree that grew literally in front of our kitchen door oh, like wow. it grew and we literally ate that um but we were both like, did you plant them? Like, no, nah, I didn't plant this. Like, they're like, did you, didn't you plant them? This one guy. Yeah, it's like I. Like, volunteer, <laughs> we had a volunteer tomato. There's two of them. But that's that's <laughs> that's nature for you. Yeah. Oh, and then one day we were not home for like five hours. And then the goats came while we were waiting to harvest and they ate everything. And you're just like, thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. <laughs> but now... <laughs> so now, um, when you spoke about uh, knowing when to plant, because you know when the rainy season is, we've seen that, obviously, our weather patterns have changed. And isn't that a bit frustrating for you now? Because we get, like, heavy downpours for a short space of time, for a longer space of time and then you might have uh, flooding or you know soil gets washed away isn't that a bit frustrating with like this whole climate change and um, global warming that's happening have you had to change how you do things and the times at which you plant your your your, your plants look um unfortunately nature is also very um unpredictable right yeah so yeah, there's only so much that you can plan. And then sometimes it doesn't quite work out the way you the way you thought it would. And and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't mean that it doesn't want to grow. It'll 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 happen at a later time. I remember one of the things that I we were driving from somewhere, I think from town, and we're driving into um into the plots. And I remember it was the first of January, and I said to Debo, I have not seen a single sunflower on the street, oh. right? 
Now, last year from October, it was a wash. You couldn't go anywhere and not see sunflowers. They were mm, everywhere. Our favorites. Our favorites, right? <laughs> so uh, you, you get to the 1st of January and, and then you realize there's no sunflowers that's going on. And then yes. and then he made me realize, remember, the rains came late. And so so sunflowers came later this year. So, and, and I think this is what makes it hard for people to make a living out of farming, right? Yeah. Because... There's, there's so many things, there's, the, elements. The, there's elements that you can't control. You can't, you can't be sure that your crop is going to grow. I mean, last year, having done absolutely nothing to deserve it, we had amazing peaches. The wow. next year, because of the rain nonsense, there was every, all the trees, you know, you would see the, 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 the peaches coming up, and then just before they go ripe, they would start rotting because when the rains came, there was so, so much, much of it. Yeah. There was oh, so wow. much of it that, that it. So now <laughs> think about it this way, right? So we move into this place. It is 35 or something. How many? 36, 36 peach, trees. peach trees, right? So mm. we move into this place. There's 36 peach, peach trees. Uh, we move in July. November comes and the peach, the peaches start oh, ripening. Amazing. And we have no plan for them. Nothing. Right? Zero. So, so now there's like plenty of peaches. Everybody who comes here lives with like a bag of peaches. We're starting, we're trying to can, we're trying to do this, we're trying to preserve what we can. So now the following year, we're like, okay, the peaches are coming. Hey, now we, we have learn. a plan. Yeah, <laughs> now we have a plan. We've we got somebody plan. who's ordering them already. <laughs> and then, and then Mother Nature said, hold up. Yeah. Right? We don't have peaches this year. <laughs> Sorry. So, so, yeah, so the peaches came, but they were there was a lot less. The figs was a lot less. Yeah. You know, it was a lot smaller. And they were also smaller. That's the thing. You can you can't always control nature, but even 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 in that time, we still had peaches. We still had figs. We still had pretty much everything. Right? But, it just yeah. wasn't in the same type of quantities that that we'd experienced the year before. Except for, sure. Except for the pecan nuts. The pecan nuts have just been... They go into town every year. And also, wait, how do, where, do, where do pecan nuts come from? Are they from a tree, from underground? I've never seen a pecan nut tree. That's Jay for interest's in sake. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing in the world. You don't pick pecan nuts. Oh? They fall. Of the tree. Of the tree. They need to... They, they've got this double shell that they use before the shell that you break when you want to eat them ah okay okay I've, I've seen up. those ones that you open okay and yes. then it falls off and um, then only when it's in the ground and only only when it's in the ground you can literally, it's, it's literally, literally yeah um we got here we had a dog called tazan which spoke africans <laughs> and then tazan taught our first your dog, dog spoke African. African. Spoke, yes. not barked. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah, like. No, 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 don't even get us started on speaking to animals because okay. we had an incident. Yes, I, won't, I won't even go into it right now because I'm still freaking out a bit about it. But mm -hmm. animals communicate. And they, okay. they do understand. They understand. Um. <laughs> so, Shazan taught Luna to eat, eat pecan nuts. Mm. So, we had a battle of, and then Luna taught. The other two. The other two dogs. 
that no, these things we eat them. So now every morning you need to wake up before they go get them because they fall around early hours of the morning. So around about <laughs> oh, 30, you need to be up it's eating a race now <laughs> yeah if you don't your dogs are eating them oh my but word you know that actually brings me to to a very interesting part of of of, of trying to live sustainably right so because we're trying to let all the animals live freely and just roam and you know have a good time Yeah. they also eat the food that you want to eat right Exactly. so Yeah, other than now, now these guys break <laughs> into your garden and then they, it's you like are sitting here thinking we have we have spinach, we have what. So it, it it's just trying to strike that balance between to free range at but 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 in a way that you still have some kind of fencing that that only allows them to free range in a certain area. Yes. We're not working with them because we love having the animals around, right? So you Yeah. find that the chicken If, if 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 I take too long to wake up in the morning, they'll come to the kitchen. Um, they'll come to the kitchen to come look for me. Wow. Because it's feeding them. And then like, where are you? Right. So even though they free range, I mean we supplement their feed with like some uh um some feed which is strawberries, maize, whatever, Yeah. you know. So we we supplement it from time to time. So I've learned a lot from the conversation that we've had, you know, the importance of sun, soil, water, seeds, you know, and how you just live happily in that little, uh, is it little? Maybe not little. You're holding with your animals that you speak to in Afrikaans. <laughs> so another another part of sustainability, obviously, is looking at what you consume because Like you say, you get your food from your garden. Um, you've got animals that you that you you have there on your holding as well. But obviously, there are some things that we we need to buy that you know you can't grow. So how do you then uh, make sure that you have as little waste as possible, whether it's from your food or from packaging or whatever? Um, how do you then make sure that you are as close to zero waste as possible? When it comes to that, um, the other day I was actually complaining to myself. She was not there. I was complaining to myself in the morning. And I'm like, hey, my compost pile is kind of like suffering because now we, the chickens eat everything. Like when you have small thingies, whatever, the chickens eat them. And then we don't keep a lot of pigs. We keep like two or three, four at most um, pigs. Um, they take literally all the leaves and everything else. They eat that. And then we do. And then I've got a guy, two guys that actually come and collect. Actually, I was like to I'm like, why am I not the one that's actually doing these things? Um, recycle them and actually take them and sell them because I've got guys that collect my bottles Yeah. and then I've got a guy that collects my plastics. Okay. Um, But also at the same time, you're able to use those plastic containers oh yeah, the plastic to grow. containers, we use them to grow. We Most use of them, detins, yeah, detins. the cans from... Um... Okay, we never throw out cans because we reuse the cans to grow on the windowsill. On the windowsill, we do our herb garden there. 
And then as I'm sitting here, I'm actually looking at a cardboard. One of the things that we did after we moved was that we had a lot of cardboard boxes, obviously, and yes. we make raised beds. So, so we, we used use those boxes to start the the bottom the layer yeah. of the of the raised beds. So everything that we get, we 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 try Amazing. to use twice or three times. You know, um, yes. see it is and do so the jars the jars that we buy but mayonnaise things like that mm. we wash those things you also wash them you put them away and then you reuse them for something sometimes you we store can, seeds we can them like you we know, can use for canning yeah so everything that we before, before anything goes to the to the to the dustbin yeah you, you stop and yeah you stop and have a second look and ask yourself okay fine am i needing a container for something or would this be able to help me with something else and you actually find that majority of the stuff if it doesn't go to the feeding of the animals and it doesn't it's not being harvested for seeds or after it's been harvested there's still some part of it that's left we try to find a way to reuse it the toilet roll that brown thing inside the toilet roll the the cardboard yes. we use that to, to separate to, to seedlings uh, to do a seedling to make seedlings oh so you put wow. some cut it in half you put some sand in it and then you put your soil and seedlings, compost and then you compost. put your little seed and then you and then water. it grows from there and then also the nice thing about it is that because it's cut it's you're just to able decompose. to just put it into the ground and it's gonna decompose it's gonna decompose yeah yeah tend to actually compost. so yeah so we try very hard to look at Pretty much anything before, before you know, before you throw anything out, uh, you, you need to ask yourself, what else can I use this for? Yes. Oh, wow. Most, That's amazing. Yeah. Most things have multiple uses. And it's funny also with the bottles that I normally throw out, at the point we were collecting them, we literally have not made time because there's a friend of ours who showed us and even left us spray cans and whatever. Mm. That you can like you like your wine bottles yes. that you make into your home. Yes. So you make into what? Into decorative into pieces. Decorative pieces. Hey, Matsun, guys. Yeah, like you wine bottle, bottle and she she makes the most beautiful. Yeah, she yeah. sprays them and then she puts uh, some beads sometimes, and 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 then you put it up in your in your in your lounge and it just looks pretty. Wow. Okay, I'm definitely making a visit to your farm to see all of this. <laughs> that's that's really that's really really amazing. It, oh. It's also like corkscrews. Mm -hmm. Corks, yeah, the corks. Yeah, the corks. Yes. Not the corks. <laughs> means something else to me that makes noise at three a.m. Mm. Yeah, the corks from the way. <laughs> <laughs> what do you use those for? Um, fire, fire. Yes, to start fire on the fireplace. So instead of using uh, those white things, um, you know those white fire, things. Fire, yeah, <laughs> that thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Instead of using fire those lighter. white things, <laughs> yeah. So you can take you can take your cocks and then you can uh, soak them in paraffin, let them dry, and then leave them out. And then when you want to start a fire, you can use those to start your fire. So even paper, I mean. When 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 our girls are drawing and whatever, and they 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 want to throw paper away, we put that paper. Out. We don't buy. We, we don't buy, buy fire lighters because we start our fire with the paper, with the with the corks, and then we also make it a point that before you start a fire, you take a walk outside. There's always little twigs lying around. Yeah. So mm. you bring the twigs 
in, you have your firewood and and you literally can make your fires. And I mean, we've had an extensive experience with making fire because we didn't have electricity for about a month. Yeah. <laughs> and we had to look outside, right? We had to look outside on a, in a fire, on a fire for like a month. It was oh crazy. Gosh. So it was in that time because obviously in the first week you're using your fire lighters, everything's nice. Then you realize, mm. right, but this us a lot of money now yeah a couple of days where we need to be buying fire lighters we need to be and we thought no can we just rethink this thing and then go online there's so much information online right where you just realize okay fine i can use some of the stuff that i already have in the house to do the fire so that time that we spent actually made us far more creative in the sense that we right now make fire with almost at almost no cost because yeah. there's always broken branches somewhere that you can use and you know yeah but it also means you have a lot of wine at that house <laughs> yeah well this is well <laughs> and winter <laughs> this is a collection of of pods from, 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 from years back from a long time yes because so i i also i also do collect uh, those uh, yeah. yeah but also you collect and then they sit in there and you're like okay they there, you're like, then what am i gonna do anything yeah yes. <laughs> unless you do fire. some art piece or something but yeah yeah, yeah. yeah firelighters well, now they're right. now they're firelighters oh so going into the, yeah going into the um into the whole uh, entrepreneur journey. Um, look, yeah. the things there's there's plenty of things. I mean, um, 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 you can do um on a homestead that you're able to make money, right? So mm. things like we we don't keep a a, a large we don't keep a large call. I mean, yeah. we yeah we have the At big most we have about twenty animals. Twenty animals at a time, you know. Well, that's excluding the chickens because the chickens are always fifty okay. or more. Yeah. Right. Too much, yeah. So, so what we do is that we we will slaughter. So, for instance, what we will then do is we'll decide. Okay, fine. This goat is ready for slaughter. We'll slaughter a goat. We will probably up half that goat and put it in our fridge for our consumption, and then you sell the rest of the goat in packages, mm-hmm. right? Um, yes. whenever we slaughter. So that's what we try to do. We try to not only do we want to keep this only for ourselves, where we where we where we where we eating food that we know is great. We also mm. want to give everybody else an opportunity to eat food that 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 had a name. You know, you know, this goat was loved. It it had yes. a name. We can tell you when it was born. We can tell you its temperament. We can tell you what it's like. Uh. Uh, <laughs> you know, its personality, right? Yeah. So yeah, so we try to do that. We we grow food and then we, we I sell them. Say, it, it's it's funny. Um, we slaughtered I think four, three pigs at the same time, mm. and we always know which one. Which one we eating. eating? We like. Ah, I this know. Is you can tell. Yeah, you can tell the picture. Spicy. So. Yeah, mm, this one was Timberland. Timberland was a nice guy, you know. Timberland. <laughs> so, so we name our oh, animals. Oh, we name our actually we name. How our, do you name our, them? Animals. Even I've got, I've got I've got DJ Fish who I said to him we've got a dog called. Yeah, no, look, um, the, the naming really depends on how we're feeling at that time. I mean, we yes. had four calls from Webedi Tarotne, right? Mm. So we want to name them. We're not in the mood. 
but we, they had to, we need to we needed to be able to identify them in in some shape or form right yeah. and then so so it depends i mean some sometimes we're very afrocentric we want only african names african and then names. The next thing uh, uh, you see uh, the the lamb that we had that was born oh. on the farm two days after my birth then we called it easy it was black it was it was oh. <laughs> <So> you, <laughs> it's a black it's easy it's there's easy. only one pet it's a black goat. It's and a easy. black, a black, a black goat of the family. It's a black sheep. It's a black sheep. No, it's exactly. Black sheep. It was the yeah. Yeah, you know. So we, we so we named oh, somehow. Yeah. It's like you you seem to care more for something that you that you know Given by name. name. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. So that's what we do. Um, I mean, we've had layer chickens um and sold eggs, but we decided layer chickens are not very clever, so we don't like them. Mm. Um, we've stopped broilers. Uh, broilers. Also, we did um we did I think two cycles of broilers, and we realized, you know, so this is this brings me to something very important that 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 worries me in life, right? Yes. Um the 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 saying that you are what you eat. Yeah, has has always has always resonated with me, right? So if you look at majority of uh of of the food of the chicken that is sold, right, it's broiler chickens, right? They're nice and soft. They can cook them in fifteen minutes, and everything is nice and great, right? Mm. But once once you've experienced how these chickens are 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 grown, right, um, you start realizing that they don't they don't have survival instinct, right? Oh. They don't have yeah, if if, actually, if you leave them actually, long they, enough, they've been said that they actually don't have an immune system. An immune system, right? So That's you all. need to look after them in such a way that you 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 think for them. You think that today is too cold. Let me go make you that baby place. them basically. Yeah, baby them all their lives. And and one of the things that we've been talking about recently is if you consider. How how the children that we have right now they're going through anxiety they have they have mental problems what mm. what how much of it is based on how we now what we eat, eat. yes that's so true and how it has grown and and the trauma that the chickens go through you know because you're you, able to eat trauma you can eat trauma you consume yeah trauma. you consume trauma that's true you know you so, consume depression yeah. Yeah, but now a chicken, when a normal chicken takes about four months to grow, you have a six a a chicken now that you're eating that's been grown in six weeks. Sure, and I mean, there's a place for that, and it's big on top of that, it's like huge. If you look at that chicken and you look at a free range chicken that's six months old, it's not the same, right? But why are you feeding it to get? Yeah, those are the things that we worry about. Nah, so you okay. you had you had broiler chicken. What was your experience with with those chickens that you decided you. not to to continue with that anymore? Let me tell you now. So we had our first batch. It was wonderful. They came. We we switched on the lights for them. And then we switched on the lights for them and all of this and all of this. Right, everything was mm. going fine. And then there was a one day when we didn't come back home from a trip to Pretoria. Yeah. And it rained that night. And because we were not here to turn lights for them, mm. they then uh, went bundled and they bundled corner, up in a corner, went on top of each other, each other and completely 
had a stampede and killed That's half. Right. I mean, normally, yeah, normally you get about a hundred in a in a in a pack, right? And I mean, it wiped about forty percent of our chickens in that one night, or one day. Just the one day, not even like how. Just the one, no, 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 no. one day. Now, I want to I want to take you through the fact that from the minute you buy them, right, you mm. need to give them vitamins. You need to feed them consistently. You need to give them water consistently. You need to make sure that at certain times of the day, the light is on because they get too cold. They can't warm themselves up. It's just, who be easy, right? Yeah. So if you are, if you think about that chicken, it can't look, it can't seem to look after itself, right? Mm. And you now eat that but what exactly are you consuming so we had the first batch and we thought okay maybe we're a bit lax so we got the second batch same, same story okay. and we decided you know what um we're not saying people shouldn't eat them i mean hey each yeah. to their own right yeah. but from the experience that we've had with them we would rather take a chicken that we know from two weeks old has been running up and down this place and for, eating for grass four months for, and it, it lived for over four months started giving us eggs and we 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 can almost vouch for it <laughs> you know because <laughs> yeah. we know that chicken has survival skills it yes. knows how to live it knows how to be great right yeah. um imagine what that does when you eat that yeah so yeah it's learned to survive yeah, and you also you also shared a story that at some point you had to let the chickens out with the rest of mm. the other chickens. And then just tell us that, they, what happened. Yeah, then. so let me tell you. Right? So when we had the blackout, one of the things that happened in that time was that because we were spending a lot of money on on everything, the, cooking, the generator, yeah, the what, 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 what. Like literally we had to spend 400 bags a day for to have two four hours of four hours of electricity with the generator right yeah so we got to a point where we thought you know what the fact that we're buying special food for these guys and every other chicken is running around why don't we just let them out and they run around and they eat what everybody else is eating and then life is going to be great right Mm. we thought so so these guys come out and then they you know they mingle with everybody else they see what chickens are doing they run around with them and then they're eating they're drinking water and everything is fine chicken life do they not start dying they start dying yeah you know i think after about two weeks then we start seeing okay one day we have one day the next day there's two dead how what's going on and when we opened it up in with gamuki learning you know you you mm. could actually find that they were eating stones because the 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 food that they used to looks like little stones. It, it's brown oh, yeah. little yeah. I, I was gonna say also when when you're on the farm, um you get to learn like you become everything. You are the doctor, you yeah. are the vet, you yeah. are hey, the so you guys did the post mortem of the oh, no, no, no. we did a yeah, post mortem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, you call the vet and the vet says to you, open it up and look what's inside there and tell me what's inside there. You're like, then, are you serious? Like, yeah, it's like you need to do postmortem on your animals when they die. Yeah. Yeah, you want to make sure that you can tell what caused it and then you can so try, you can try to, to prevent, you know, it prevent it. But still at the same time, giving them the freedom to live as naturally as possible. Yes. So, 
it's, it's always just fun to walk that balance between trying to protect them from killing themselves, which they really try to do from time to time, mm-hmm. and and also just letting them be um, so that you have something to, you know, to enjoy because they're really enjoyable. And actually, we also tried it with broilers. Yes, we let them out. We let them out. Like, we were like, okay, why are be free, guys. To be kept? Why, are they, why are they supposed to be kept in a room for six weeks? And then after that six weeks, you're selling them and they hey. to they, they were And then we're like, no, let's let them out a bit. Let's see. Ten um, a day. Ten uh, a day. What? I'm uh, telling you, that's when you realize <laughs> that what is it that we're eating? What is this thing? That is insane. And now they're they're making chickens in a lab now. Have you seen? I mean, what is going on? Yeah, now chicken is made you know, uh, gonna be made in the lab. It's very scary. Look, um um the population is growing at a rapid rate, right? And mm. people need to be fed. Um yes. Um, that's why I keep saying there's a place for it. You know, there, there, there is there's probably a place for it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what that place is and I don't want to be part of it. Because, yes, you know, trying to trying to solve a problem by creating another bigger one doesn't make sense to me. Right. We have ample land we are able to free range if we really wanted to i i i i still battle with the concept of why must i have a whole house that holds like 20,000 chickens chickens at the same time and they Mm -hmm. never see the day and they never learn how to be chickens and um you know somebody could also say chickens are also genetically modified they're not really you know net look yeah, <laughs> I, I I can attest to the fact that free range chickens that go out and 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 fend for themselves from day one, not only taste better, but mm. they they just give you so much more. I feel you. And the meat, yeah, they taste better. They taste different, they taste different. and. Yes, you have to cook it a little bit longer, but that's because yeah. you get proper quality meat. And it runs around. It's exercising the whole time. How it's is it not sitting be in a cage and waiting to be slaughtered. <laughs> so okay. it's just, you know, yeah, there's so much. There's so much. There's more so much we can talk about. Yeah. Yeah. But now, since you guys have now moved into a farm farmhouse, and obviously you are more conscious about what you consume and what you eat and how you eat, have you found that your health has improved in any way, or how has that been working for you? Like when it comes to your health, um, the yeah. health wise, I'll tell you now. Wait before mm-hmm. she speaks. Uh... <laughs> I look at myself and I'm like, I've dropped weight, a whole lot of weight. Yeah. She's not happy with that. She's not happy. Like, no, she's not. Oh. Okay, I was never I was, I was I was fat. Okay. But, but now the fact that you're eating lean. Lean. Mm. Like we eat lean meat literally. So before I would have to literally 
supplements. Yeah, have supplements, eat half a chicken and all of that. And then just to buff up and be in training. And, but also at the same time, she's like, ah, you are getting skinnier. And I'm like, I am skinny normally. Yeah, but I would have. I've picked up weight when I was not doing eating lean, doing supplements and, and all of that. And yeah. all of that, it's one of those, like, now I have to be chasing a goat, a chicken, like, every hour. <laughs> That's like, your I'll exercise. Be house, I'll be in the house on the phone, and then, like, oh, You'll see the crap, cow is there's a cow the is eating the meat, so now I need to be running. And, and it's like, I don't go to gym anymore. Your life I, is fun. Yeah? I, 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 I signed up for gym last year. And you went like twice. I, yeah, I signed up for gym <laughs> because I had picked up a belly and I was like, and then after I stopped going to gym, but me running around and doing all those things, I lost that whole belly. Uh, it's gone now. Before I, before I tell you about my, my experience about, you know, being healthier, right? Mm. Another thing we also realized, and we talked about it. Um, I remember at the end of um at the end of um winter last year, yeah. is that majority of the oh, food yeah, that grows to, in winter. Have you seen the, that? Thing, the majority of the food that grows in winter is it's your leafy, leafy greens. Oh, okay. cucumber. Yeah, cucumber. It's spinach. It's, spinach, it's lettuce. Rocket, it's lettuce. It's those leafy greens, right? And yeah. it was one of our epiphanies living on the farm to say. And if you think about the summer stuff, it's your watermelons, mangoes, the sweet stuff, the, stuff yeah. the, the peaches, right? So what if, what if, right? What if nature knows that we're more sedentary during winter? We don't move around that much. Mm. So we need to we be eat eating the leafy. the leafy greens because then we don't have, we don't burn that much calories, right? Yeah. In summer, we are far more active. We run around. We go. There's a there's a wedding. There's a function. There's a what? Every hey, we're thing. busy. Yeah. We are busy, so we are able to burn those sugars. And you know, like has it, it ever occurred like, yeah. to us that nature does this deliberately? Yeah, and we don't we don't see those little hints to say uh, here's a watermelon right? in summer. Have have hydrate Precise. yourself. You know? Precisely. Yes. And what we do? What do we do in winter? We cook hearty meals. Yes. Working completely against nature. And then nature... and then September comes. It's like yo, summer bodies are now. It's yeah. summer bodies now. Summer we, body. now we're we have to the gym. We're stressing. <laughs> Nothing fits us anymore. Because if we had listened to what nature says, we must eat in winter. Yes. Uh, we wouldn't have to right? No, that's great. So I take it your health is in is in good shape right now. Everything great shape. Great. I mean, I saw my GP. My GP says I'm in great in great health, and I thought he was lying because I thought about it and I was like, no, 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 no. This is not possible. Two years, we moved house, we got married, we got cows, we got chickens. It has been a lot, right? I left yes. corporate, you know. But somehow, how can I be healthier? But I actually realized that how I eat. Has completely mm. changed. Yeah, that's amazing. I we've learned we've learned so much on on this episode. You know, we've learned a a, a hell lot of a lot. So now you've got um Marang um 
what do you call it? An agro-tourism. We call it an agro-tourism center. So let me tell you what we're really talking about. Yes, because right? so that was, was going to be my want, next question. Yeah, so we want you to imagine your next birthday party, right? Mm -hmm. But it's not in a restaurant. It's uh -huh. here. Yeah. It's out in the open. Um, there are cows walking by. You have goats playing, trying to, you know, you you are you you're sitting outside. You're enjoying nature. You you're experiencing nature. You have a peacock. You have a peacock too. Mm. That are walking around, showing off whenever they want to. And sunflowers. And yeah, sunflowers. Real ones. Real ones, and you know. So, so what we aim to do, one, is to expose as many people as possible to the beauty of, of, of going back to a simpler life. Because that's, I think that's what we've tried to do. We've tried to go back to, to, to a more simpler life. You know, we've, we've taught ourselves to, if, there's, if, there's, if, we, if we slaughtered a goat and then you go to the fridge and there's only goat meat, you're going to eat goat meat for three days and that's fine. You know, you don't want to go around, run around and go looking for other things because we trust that goat, we know that goat, right? Yes. So we want to expose as many people as possible to the to the possibility of living simpler. Even if you don't necessarily move to the farms, but how is it that you can you can incorporate it in your current life wherever you are, you know, yes. by growing your herbs, by by recycling your stuff. And so that's point number one. The second one is we want to we want to um to bring children in. As early that. as possible, as early as possible, because what we realize is that we've got currently our running total is four daughters. No? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, our running total is four. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, we have oh, four. Uh, we have four daughters, right? So the two teenagers, um, they were already teens by the time we started this life. Yeah, they cannot understand what we are trying to do. Yes, they cannot because they're used to social media being in sent and going to the movies, whatnot. What it doesn't mean that they isn't here, but because they grow up, they grew up in suburbia, just really not understanding what we're trying to do. Then you have the younger two girls, one is 10 and one is six. Mm -hmm. They just love this farm thing because because they're not yet touched by the, the by, urban, by the, yeah, yeah, by the urban. Yeah, by the lights, you know, music and yeah, lights. Yeah. They don't touch them. So they have a better appreciation for this. So one of our other big passions, right, is to try and get this message to as many small children as possible to say, did you know that if you ate a tomato and you took out those seeds and you dried those seeds and then you took a little can of your tin fish and you put some holes and you went and got some sweat, and you put your 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 your, your tomato um, seeds in there, and you water it daily. There's a very good chance that you might give your mother tomatoes, right? Some tomatoes, yes. Yeah. So that. And actually, we have an experiment like that with Ona, where now she's like, "Oh, my tomatoes my are tomatoes. growing." Yes. Uh, so so one of our, yeah. yeah, she's, she's like, "Oh my god, my tomatoes, my to She's always talking about her uh, no, tomatoes. Yeah. When she comes back from school, she wants she to go to that place to water them because we took that tomato, we gave her a full-on tomato, and we said, "You're gonna plant this thing." She mm. planted it. It grew. It's now yielding tomatoes and she's so proud every time the one of them goes a slightly pink she oh, right. is yeah she wants to yeah. so excited wow. that my tomatoes are growing so that's another thing just to 
just to just to get them while they're still at the young age. Yeah. Yes. Because, yeah. Because also um um when we had the talk sometime whatever mm -hmm. and then we were speaking to somebody who actually says she's from Mbumalanga and agriculture was actually taken out of the system. Of the, yeah. So it's no longer a curriculum. So agriculture is no longer a subject. Yeah, Precisely, subject. right? Mm -hmm. Imagine such an important thing as being able to feed yourself and your family is no longer taught in schools. So that's what we want to do. The other thing that we are also very passionate about is bringing adults here to remind you because all adults yeah. know this information. Yes. We know it. Yeah. But we just we just forget. Or we, we choose to forget. forget. Yeah. We choose, yeah, we choose the convenience of going around the corner or on your way home, you pick up something and then ah whatever, right? To remind adults how to do this thing. So that's another um another passion of ours. And then um the last one is to also have um an area or houses where we were able to say you can bring your child your child for like a weekend or whatever or you can come with your friends mm -hmm. just come wake up in the morning be raised be be, be woken up by a, a rooster that's just making noise at the wrong time be woken up wake oh, up wow. see what happens see how nature just lets everything i mean we open up crawl and all the animals go out right mm -hmm. You no, we don't participate them. in that. We don't participate. You just open it up and then they just go. Yeah. There's nobody chasing them or anything like that. They just go. And then they come happens at six. Yeah. They come back home on at the their same own. time on their own. Hey, I know I'm coming because I definitely need to learn lessons. We have a plot at home, and you're going to kick me when I say we haven't grown anything yet, and yet. So, yeah, so I'm coming to learn this. Don't worry, we'll make it. We've you got, you we can just, come. We made our friend get a tractor. <laughs> Two <laughs> of them. <laughs> just that. So people, yes. are grow, right? people are already so starting fun. to grow. Um, also, another thing, one more thing that um, I think she said it was the last thing is. Um, we want to teach everybody. Mm. Like, literally, um, we had people looking at us like, huh? We're like, no, we make our own acha, we make our own butter, we make our own ice jam. cream, we make our own jam. And they're like, I'm a bit of, whoa, 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 guys, like, what is it that you don't make? And like, yes. If we could impart that knowledge to everybody, um, we have not, we're still busy with yeah, the, we haven't even started, but the Facebook, not Facebook, um, mm, the, YouTube the YouTube channel, channel. yeah, to try and teach everybody or podcast to say, okay, guys, join us today. We're going to be talking about how to make butter, or you can come to the farm and participate while we're doing it, or you know, how to make your own butter, size especially out. Lerato, can I tell you one other thing? Mm. I'm going to tell you something that we recently learned, right? Onion powder. Onion powder. Onion powder. Yeah, yeah onion what powder. is it? Yeah, because there's garlic powder. You know, I know I've got garlic powder. There's garlic powder and there's onion powder. Do you know how to yeah. make it? onion powder? No, I don't. You know, the, the, you know that brown papery part? That you normally take, cut off and throw away. Ah, you lie. Oh, yeah. 
I'm telling you, yes. you put in a blender, you blend the life out of it, <laughs> it becomes a powder. I always throw away the thing. I just like, hey, I know. You don't throw them anyway. Now we don't. Even so long, I've been throwing away those things. Even, even the, the garlic. garlic. We take off that, yeah. the papery stuff. stuff. You blend it. You put it in a jar. It's your garlic powder. powder. You put it in your garlic. And this works with so many peels of so many things. We've done it with yeah. lemons as, as oh, yeah. well. Oh, we do with lemons. Uh, yeah, we actually, we have <laughs> it's like what are you guys doing with those lemons <laughs> and, we and we're like no we dry them and then, and then we, we put them, them in a blender and then we make them powder. after you reuse it i get when you use your lemon and you squeeze whatever's inside yes the, the juicy, yeah, yeah the then you just take the lemon you put it outside it dries after you dries it you put it in a blender you've got lemon powder okay listen we do need a podcast from you we do need a YouTube from you. So please get, I know sometimes, you know, when you think about, you probably have a lot of content that you you have and it's just overwhelming, just packaging. Yeah, it, it is. But just start with, just start with one. I mean, that's, that's the one advice I got before I started the podcast. Someone just said, just post one episode and take it from there and you'll see it will just, you know, they'll keep coming. So, yeah. you know, in closing, I'm just going to thank you guys. And um, I am going to challenge you to to have that podcast or that YouTube channel and share all of this. Because, I mean, now I'm not going to throw away those onion peels. Right. <laughs> like, who would have thought? Yeah, so many things. <laughs> yeah, so many things. But yeah, um, we're running out of time. So I think maybe let's, let's close. And um, anything you want to say quickly in closing? Okay, I'm going to say this. Mm. If we learn anything out of this podcast is that nature wants you to be okay. It gives yeah. you everything you need to be okay. That is so All we need to do is to just stop and think about it and apply ourselves. And we will find that the rising cost of living can actually be managed slightly. I mean, I'm not talking about every everything, yes. but there are certain things that you can do tomorrow when you wake up in your life to try and start mitigating the high cost of living and that's growing your own food. That's it. And that's how we'll close today's episode. Thank you so much, Demoko Engele. This has you. been amazing. <laughs> I will see you soon at the farm. Thank, thank you, you so much for inviting us. It's been really. All right. Awesome, guys. Thank you so much.